Hey everyone, this is Lovely with the Financial Griot Podcast. It's always a pleasure to chit chat and get back to the group of things. Um, so I have Lawrence with me. We're going to do a really quick short because right now Lawrence is probably looking at some portfolio because he's saying to me that he's looking at the numbers on the stock market. And right now things are a little bit taking a deep dive. Not a deep dive, just a dive. A little oh no, it took a deep dive. It took a dive. Like it took a dive, you know, this year. I think we've we went up to nearly twenty percent this year as far as like year to date um, S and P somewhere upward to July and then we started going down a steep decline and now we're down probably closer to still up year to date like ten percent or something or maybe, maybe even eleven percent like what forty fifty percent of the profits yeah we're already down last year like twenty percent. So clawing back to the 20% was a good place to be. Mm-hmm. I still think we might end up in that category this year, hopefully. But we ended up right now, we're, you know, we took a peg dive here to like 10% down. It's all because, you know, things are going on around the world. The world is doing world things. We have um, Ukraine-Russian uh, uh, war going on, or is it the Russian-Ukraine war? Mm-hmm. Um, that is seemingly, hey, the less you hear about it, the the more and more we're not winning. So <laughs> then you got the whole Israel and Hamas scenario that everybody became a political pundit on social media again. You know, every once in a while we put we switch our hat our hats, you know, sometimes we're lawyers, sometimes we're doctors, sometimes we're scientists, but this time we're political scientists. We're out here telling, you know, or even the uh, war room correspondents, what do we need to do? So it's it's kind of crazy right now. So all while inflation is flaring up. Background. I think I, w- I want to highlight that, right? So I do. To, yeah. But I'm still not a, a you know, a war room oh, correspondent. No, no, no. But I want I want the audience to kind of know that. Like, um, I'm pretty sure that maybe your purview of things are a little bit different in terms of like maybe how you um analyze the headlines. I think when you've been on the ground with something, you recognize that the headlines or the story narratives are still stories, it's still media. So there's a lot of things that maybe as civilians that we don't we we're not taking into account that there's so much layers. Cause what I'm hearing is either you pick a side or you are you're either on one side or the other. And there's a group of people who are pretty much saying that, well, at the end of the day, this is impacting people, whether the people that are involved in the war directly in terms of actually taking action and also the people that are impacted by it, by like the children, the women, the hospitals, people that are caring for people. So I think there's like, we haven't had, I would say, um, a a big media push since the Russian and Ukraine issue. And now the, 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 the images are very like jarring. And I think that's what's probably people are reacting to. And I think I just kind of share little clips of things that I find interesting and the reason why I don't think I would necessarily write content around it is for the very thing that you're saying. We don't have necessarily the knowledge, but I just wanted to take a view on how do you perceive it as someone that's had some level of experience. Ooh. You got, you got me. I'm already get, I already get canceled for anything. So I'm trying to like pick the words wisely in this one okay. because the the players that are here that changes this element of Russia, Russia versus Ukraine is one thing because a lot of Ukrainians speak Russian. A lot of Ukraine is just supposed like cousins fighting cousins in a way. I know that might sound sensitive to the, the scenario and people might take it a certain way in offense, but they they are very familiar with each other. And the world are not is not necessarily as familiar with uh Ukraine as a country because you don't even a lot of people don't even know where exactly it is. 
right. versus we always hear about Russia, 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 but we don't, a lot of Americans barely understand geography, barely understand where these things are and why this thing happened yeah, between Russia and things is bigger than Africa. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all it's all it, people's heads, you know, what's swirling around is not all convenient truths and understandings. And yeah, that part happened and you saw the Western world kind of especially on the on the I guess the back foot of the pandemic, we didn't really we like some people were in, some people were out, you know, hey, hashtag Ukraine, love for Ukraine, support Ukraine. But this situation is Israel, which has more of a religious connotation to it. This is an area that's been fraught with this type of back and forth um, insurgency, uh, terrorism, or even just um, outright aggression against each other. And some of the, the elements that are pushing this to the forefront is, you know, Jewish relationship to Israel with America. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why you hear way more about it than anything else because of that deep a relationship that that has fermented over the years so it's classically this is the religious uh the christian versus the muslim type of scenario the jewish versus the muslim or back and forth the muslim it's just it's religion and once you get religion you get into emotions and i would say to the way i look at things is that i don't like when people are saying hey you know, let's go to war, let's go to war. Because, yeah, it's easy for you to say let's go to war, but you're not going to go to war. You're not the person on the ground. You're not the person with the blood on some, you know, somebody's blood under your hands. Right. The sh- the act of shooting somebody is not this thing we, we, we do for the heck of it. And if you're taking somebody, putting a gun in their hand and say, shoot at this person, they have to deal with the repercussions psychologically. They have to sleep with that at night, whereas the rest of the world would move on like like it was nothing. And even probably lambast people like that went to the military say, why did you decide to go shoot people? You've I've heard that post 9-11. I've heard people say stuff like that. So I'm looking at them like, personally, this is not my war. This is not my conflict. This is not something I want to even pick a side on. This is just not for me. A lot of the world, you know, and this is another, you know, very uh, uh, shocking revelation. A lot of the world is anti-black. Yeah. Not meaning that they're anti you as much as they're not for you. That means, you know, when things are happening to black people around the world, I don't really hear a, a, a strong contingent of the Ukrainians, you know, supporting black people. I don't hear a strong contingent of the, you know, the Israel, is, Israelites, I guess, Israel people, uh, Israelians, or maybe Iranians or whomever. A lot of people around the world aren't checking for blacks. So I ain't checking for them. I'm just going to say it like that. I'm not checking. I'm not saying I'm against them. I just, I ain't checking for them. I was like, because in the end of the day, if it was me, you know, in the crosshairs, there would be no care. There would be no, you know, outright push for, you know, hey, let me let me make sure that Lawrence is made right. There wouldn't be that kind of scenario. So because of it and because of the way that, hey, we want people to go to war, but we're not the ones doing it. Like, even if we, I say, hey, let's go to war. It's some poor kid, poor white kid, poor black kid, poor Hispanic kid that is 18, 19 year old, you know, on average, you know, with a gun in their hands, boots on the ground, shooting at somebody that's also 18, 19 and also poor. So it's really, when we think about war, I think about it that way now. It's like it's poor people fighting poor people on behalf of rich people. Ooh, that is quotable. That is quotable. And that's like the realest thing that I've heard 
in the last week of coming back home, like to state to the states to be safe side that I don't have any words. I'm just gonna just okay, that's it. Yeah, it's one of those things I, I found myself, I look at it, I was like, man, and, and people, somebody hit me up on my and DM me because it's a woman that I know, and she was like, I can't believe you you click like on this video about you know misinformation about what's going on in Israel, so and so forth. I'm like, I liked it. I don't remember what I liked. I thought that it was a compelling video and I moved on. I'm not going back to unlike because that's that'd be disingenuous. But the way she she approached it was so like fervent, like, no, we need to do something, we need to retaliate, we need to win. I'm like looking at her like you're you're like a middle American white woman with kids. You're not doing none of this war. You're telling people to go fight a war for you, and you'll have nothing on your hand besides ha, you know, righteous retribution. And the reason she did, I think she was Jewish too. So she was trying to push on me the idea I need to be, you know, a hundred percent on this war where I'm looking at her like I have nothing to do with this. My family's not over there. My 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 lineage of people that I've ever come from were not over there at all. They've they've never touched a you know a situation over there. They're not even flying through for travel vacations. <laughs> like like I thought, you know, I got nothing to say to it. Like, what exactly are are you trying to tell me to do for you? Whereas you're not going to do it yourself. Mm. And I think that's my biggest issue with it. Like, you're not going to all these people that want this. They'll never do it themselves. What it's worth. That's why I'm 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 mute on a lot of things. Maybe I'm older because of it, like more wise in that sense. I'm like, yo, I'll focus on things like my cars got, you know, tires got stolen. Like, God dang. Again, second time. That that to me is more like a clear and present danger to my family. So what about you? What do you think about all of it? Um, I had just came back from about three weeks being in Haiti. So I think my starring thing every time I kind of go back home or spend time is that everywhere is so different in terms of like um the way you, the outlook of life, the perspective. And I was saying this to one of my friends recently about rules that it's nothing for you to see a five-year-old go be well, seven-year-old, I would say, to go to a market and their father sent them to get a rum and nobody's going to blink an eye and they're going to go home and they're going to give it to their dad and go about their day. It's nothing for that to be, to be done in Haiti. The same thing here, you, the, the, the store owner probably of course would have said no. Um, DCF would be called and DCF is the Department of Children and Families, if you don't know. Um, and this could have been something catastrophic, an outcome catastrophic for a parent to even request a seven-year-old to go do something like that. I'm using that example to kind of explain my thought process, that it, it's constant reminder to me that everywhere in the world, they process information differently. There's things that are universal across like human nature, no matter where you go, but there are things that are starkly also very different. And that gave me the humility to tell me to say, like, I actually don't know. I actually, on a human level, I want it all to stop because you're seeing bloody images of children. You're seeing um, people like losing, like being stripped of being 
to a family. Like they don't have anybody left in their family. Like they were the only one to survive. And mentally thinking about that, I can't even 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 imagine it. I can I can imagine it in a way, but like I can't fathom it because it's not happening direct. But I I wanted to stop. But it's just like also the other thing of like this is our this is where the humanity is at. Like every so often something arises. Every so often we can't be okay with one another. And it's because in Haiti, you can do this. In America, you can't. And so I feel like I have to tell you that you should do what I do. And that's also what the argument of religion is. Like, oh, how you serve God is not how you should serve God. And I'm just like, drop it. Drop it. Because what do you know? What do you really actually know? I, I went to Haiti with a journal and the only thing that I wrote in it, only one, one paragraph about two, three sentences here. You don't know what you don't know and even what you think you know you don't know. And what that was bringing me to the understanding of is the humility of how much crap we think we know that we don't. And I think that's exactly what happens in war. We're justified, justified in how we think or how you should be, or this is my territory and all these things. And I'm, I'm, and I'm like that person that's like, oh, you know, I understand that a lot of times we're not living in Kumbaya because a lot of ego, human nature, but it's like so dumb. Like a lot of the stuff that people are fighting over are hella petty. Whether it's Muhammad or Jesus, whether it's this person or that or whatever it may be. And it's like, if you have your conviction, live out your conviction. But why do you feel like it has to be our conviction if that's not what it is? And I think that the uniqueness of the animal kingdom should tell us that God has placed people here to be who they are in different stages. And I do think that there are things that are universal across no matter what tribe you go to, no matter what country. And why don't we just focus on those instead of letting these other petty ass stuff cause us to literally wipe out families, wipe out people. It's ideals that are just the person or persons, groups of people believe so strongly that is true. That might not be true. And yet we're willing to kill and kill and destroy people for it. I think it's dumb, personally. Like, we're searching and fighting for powers exploiting doing a lot of a lot of different things to become and still not okay and like you said it's poor people on both sides fighting each other for rich people that are not on the ground for people that are beyond being pulled strings being pulled it's disheartening no you came in there a little bit late lana what's up what's what's your take on all this about the war or yeah about the war about everything what we just talked about oh, i'm just indifferent about it to be honest this is it's a part of our society part of part of ideals and theories or what lovely touch on a bit indifferent but i think that's one of the things that i decided to take a step back from social media because i was really um growing a bit more sensitive and seeing the images of war and the news and everything like constantly in your face about it. Um, it's not something that 
I want to see, um, but I know the reality of regular people just living out their lives. I think um, when I heard the New York Times that in Israel, it was a music festival going on and people, young people our ages or younger, just normally just going to the music festival, people that live out in Jerusalem or um, whichever part of the um, city region, the festival is taking place and to enjoy yourself, to live your life, to be around your fans, um, family, and to be erupted by war. I, I, I just couldn't fathom, to be honest. Um, and honestly, since being an American, being so far removed from it, um, there is a level of unrelatability, of course, but I, I have so much of just empathy for that. I just couldn't couldn't understand how something like this could even you know happen uh, to Israel for the, uh, in that fact. But um, having two wars going on uh, simultaneously is is crazy to me. Um, yeah, just just a bit indifferent, and um, I still try to wrap my head around all this because that's that's all you see is images of um, the war, children. I think the last thing I heard was the hospital got bombed before Biden touched down in Israel. So I don't know. This is the I think the war itself is just um uncloaked and um and just ready <laughs> ready to pop off anytime, any moment. So I'm sensitive in the matter and um I, I try to be knowledgeable uh, at some point, but also um, not grasp and and touch on too many, you know, aspect of this of these wars. I want to say the war, but these wars that's going on. So that's really my take. Yeah, even the the stuff that you mentioned about, I think it was uh, the concert stuff. I did see footage of that, and then I heard the footage was actually fake footage. So that's when I kind of just like I think that's when the person DM me and it's like, oh, this is this, this is that. I was like, you know what? I'm out. <laughs> like I, I, I don't understand a world where there's real footage, fake footage, and I have to see, keep trying to choose between which one is which, and somebody's narrative because everybody's trying to push a specific narrative to push their cause more than than something else. Whereas the truth exists somewhere in the middle that there are a a lot of um, animosity issues that um, human beings harbor and carry against each other. And I think that's more of the problem and the issue. I think we create our own version of hell on earth as human beings. It doesn't have to be that way. It does. It could be easier. It could be better. It shouldn't be, you know, something. Out. It shouldn't get to this this level in which we're telling people to choose war over war. And I think that's part of the problem. We're, we're, we're instead of positioning the world to say enough is enough, we're positioning people to say, "Hey, man, let's pick war over war, and let's even a even if we're not doing it ourselves, let's fund a war on the on the premise of creating peace." And I think that's the most ironic and interesting thing that we're do we do as human beings is that for some reason the peace that we find is only through war which I think is part of the problem. Instead of anything else, obviously you have to stop it somewhere, somehow, but people are going to harbor something and people are going to create these, um, these elements in their hearts. 
And I um and I, it's one it's interesting because there's a lot of these kind of like big the you know big ideals right big understandings that are very much inside of anime and a lot of people don't get it because they're not really you know watching that medium and this is something this this is probably why you see a lot of more introspection in the um asian um theology or even philosophy whereas it's not just about let's fund the next war it's about let's take a time and to consider what would that actually cost what is the human cost to it what is the you know the 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 remnant cost? What would happen next if we just keep retaliating? And I think that's one of the the hallmarks of anime is that it it actually asks those questions and it asks those questions not just as adults but at kids too because that's where you have the most change. You ask the kids, do you have the stomach for this? Truly stomach for this instead of just saying, hey, I'm a I'm a pigeonhole war versus war. Can you stomach all of this death on your own hands? interesting stuff it got really dark in there <laughs> i mean we we were going to talk about something light um yeah i actually had to use my energy clearing spray good vibes good vibes good vibes yeah. <laughs> we were gonna <laughs> good vibes but here's here's the thing we were talking we're, we're starting the short to talk about how the stock market is doing and is impacted by world issues and world decisions and people issues and I think Lawrence, I just saw what you posted um, in our Instagram group about the young man that got in an argument, like he escaped the quote unquote streets of DC and he got an argument in, in the grocery store and he was shot and he died. And it's just like, how do you go to the grocery store and not come back home, not by an accident, but like you got into such a, there was such an argument that someone felt like whatever argument you got into the grocery store was worth them pulling out a gun and killing you. This stuff is just not going to make sense to me. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that story, even the way it was framed, it's like, oh yeah, he was doing well for his life, but yet he was coming back home, distraught about this, pulling guns out of this, like, whoo, I'm like, I get what we're trying, you humanize the person, but man, people are becoming a little bit unhinged and a little bit more like it should have been. I guess there should have been an intervention at the moment where you start pulling guns at other people at grocery stores. Like he, yeah, the gun was pulled on him eventually and, and he died for it. And that's unfortunate. Rest in peace. But part of the world that we at least I live in is a world of solutions and of being proactive to say, let's let's start from the beginning. Let's start right then where we when we hear of a problem, let's solve it. Let's uh, confront it. Let's have a conversation about why it's not okay to to go around and do this. Right. Because it creates that it ferments that entire community now. It's a community of people that pull guns on each other. Literally, that, that's what that sounds like to me. It's like he did it before, somebody else did it to him, and some I'm pretty sure somebody else did it to somebody else. It just it's a community that pulls guns on each other for whatever issues. And the and the biggest problem there is that we don't know how to resolve our problems problems without choosing violence. Wow. It's getting crazy and for the shorts, it's just like it's a reminder that we really need to like focus on better things. And I think um, everything that Lawrence has been talking about 
for a very long time, even on his profile and everything that we stand for here at TFG is like productive solutions to actually having a pathway to change. And I think there's so much to, to consider about that. Um, and it's just, every time I think about it, this is just disheartening. And the reality of it is like, it's just not good. Just not good. With that said, uh, thank you for this, uh, to listening to the, <laughs> the financial agree of coming in with the hard topic. Um, at least we, we got it out. At least we got the conversation out. I think we've, you know, at least covered it best we could without going into detail, without telling you to pick a side and without forcing you to, I guess, acquiesce from your position, because at the end of the day, however you feel about this is going to be on to you as much as, you know, you live with the consequences of those askings and, that's the same that could be said about our relationship with other people in our family, mm-hmm. our friends, our peer group, or even our neighbors. Do you say hi to people? You know, do you just mean mug? Because I'm from a place that's all we used to do is mean mug each other. Do we really, you know, listen to other people when uh, the music is too loud, but they're trying to tell you that they're not okay? Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe we might t- turn down the music. Maybe also we, we need to turn down a, a bit of ourselves. Because sometimes maybe we are too loud and too egotistical or too prideful about what's going on in our lives to notice what's going on in somebody else's life. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank so, you for listening. Yeah, you can catch me um, somewhere online as the Neighborhood Finance Guy on the interwebs, either on the website or on my IG. Where else can they find you, ladies? Um. Anywhere, lovely Mardellis, first and last name, on all platforms. Uh, catch me when you can on LinkedIn, Atlanta Elson. With that being said, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Financial Curio TFG. We're out. Thank you for listening to the Financial Curio podcast, powered by the Wealth Builders Collective. 